Spartan is Michigan State University's alumni magazine. Here's its editor with MSU alumna and Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. I'm Paula Davenport. I edit the Spartan magazine. I'm so grateful to have you here. Um, Tell us about an average day in your life. How many hours do you work? How many different locations do you go to? And I know there is no such thing as average. Uh, Do you have a driver? And do you work in between appearances? The average day starts around 5 a.m. And uh, whether it's necessary or not, that's when I get up and start moving. As governor, I can spend a 12-hour day in the office or I'm frequently out on the road. So usually I jump in the car and uh, we're headed to the Romney building where I have my executive team meeting. And then often I am hitting the road going either to Detroit or Rapids or somewhere in between. I have state police or my detail. And so I'm always in safe hands and they drive and help me uh, with logistics in and out of everywhere that we are headed. So it helps really to ensure that I've got a lot of productivity during my day. And I am on the phone or doing regular meetings and checking in with my cabinet and those types of things during the day. As events are developing across the state, there are always unpredictable things that are happening, and it's really important that I keep connected with my team. Do you remember the first time you set foot in the Capitol building? I remember, actually, in in eighth grade, my class took a tour of the Capitol. I grew up in Grand Rapids, and we had our eighth grade trip to the state Capitol. My father was friends with one of the sitting legislators, and the legislator acknowledged my class. We were up in the gallery. It was really an awesome moment. I never thought I'd work there. But when I was at Michigan State in undergrad uh, in the communications college, I did an internship down at the Capitol, and that changed the whole trajectory for me. I I kind of fell in love with public policy, and that was the inspiration for, I think, going to law school and eventually getting into public service. And how does it feel now when you walk in the building, knowing that you're the governor? Well, it's it's still hard to believe, (laughs) you know. it took a little while when people would talk about the governor in my presence before I realized they were talking about me. <laughs> the Capitol is one of the most beautiful buildings we have in Michigan, and it's a standout compared to other states' capitals. And the fact that I get to spend time there working on issues that matter to people and to our state's future, it can be incredibly inspiring and, and humbling at the same time. The governor's office, in the Capitol, which is mostly a ceremonial office. My working office is across the street in the Romney building. But the governor's ceremonial office is this, you know, exquisitely restored and painted set of rooms. And in the meeting part of it, I'm surrounded by pictures of former governors from many, many decades ago. And they are all white men with a lot of facial hair. (laughs) And I just kind of look up and and think about how much has changed and how get some of the important ceremonies and important values that we have have remained the same and historic. And I think it's a reminder of how important it is to acknowledge our our similarities, but always strive to continue to push for innovation and making sure we're doing cutting-edge things here in Michigan. Do you think there's a benefit in your gender in this role? And if so, what would it be? Well, I do think that we lead differently. When 
women, studies have shown that women in public service in the political realm spend more time on issues like education and health care and get less concerned about credit and more concerned about making sure we have results that are important. I treat everyone on my team, you know, I'm always questioning in with people to see how they're doing. And I think that's maybe a, a quality that's unique as well. But I think that I'm very fortunate to be in this role and even on the hardest days, knowing that I've got a wonderful group of people around me to support me and, and to, to support them is, I think, something that's really keeps me going. And I do think that we have important voices as everything from public policy is made, but also in terms of showing other women that we are up to taking on executive positions and leadership positions. I hear from parents of daughters all the time how much they like having a chief executive who is female to show that anything's possible for their daughters. What is the most difficult part of this job? Well, they can be long days, and I thrive on the fact that you don't know turns that days might take, and I am always balancing a lot of different issues and challenges. The part that I think is hard for anyone to appreciate is some of the heavy duties that come with being, for instance, the commander-in-chief of the National Guard. Uh, As we speak, I'm just leaving Camp Grayling, and we had a memorial service for the 88 Michigan members who passed away in the last year, whether it was passed away because they're currently in combat or because they passed away of natural causes, but they had previously served. Making phone calls to families and supporting our people in the military is an aspect of the role that I just don't know the average person sees. And that comes with it a, a great responsibility and can be a very challenging part of it when you're talking to a family that's, whose loved one has paid the ultimate sacrifice for our, our country. That would be difficult. I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah, you know, I served in the legislature for 14 years, and I know a lot of aspects of the job that I was seeking, but this is a a part of it that I just don't think anyone really sees, and it's really an important part of it. What do you think are the biggest threats our state is facing right now? Well, you know, I think that the lack of investment in the education of our people and the infrastructure um, that we, we all rely on is the most important work that we have to do. Our roads and our bridges are dangerous, and it's getting more dangerous and more expensive every day. We don't actually address it. And we've shortchanged everything from our universities to our K-12 system in order to triage this aging infrastructure. And as a consequence, we're behind where we should be in terms of outcomes for kids, in terms of the skills gap, and, of course, in terms of infrastructure that supports a modern mobility system and modern-day economy. So these, I think, are the biggest challenges. And they're not just challenges for us as a state or for our people as individuals, but they're homeland security challenges as well. The educated population is the greatest asset that we've boasted over the years, and we've got too few people with the degrees and certificates that they need today, and that poses a number of challenges for us. And That's why I'm I'm staying so focused on it. The good news is none of that is inherently partisan, and I'm hopeful that even in a divided government, we can find our common ground around solutions on those fronts.
Uh, let's switch to the personal side. What's at the top of your personal to-do list? Or can you even, is that a luxury to even think about having? <laughs> well, I, I try to maintain a daily routine that, that helps me where I get some exercise every day and drink my green smoothie and take my vitamins and spend some time with my family. Those are all uh, important pieces to maintaining the schedule and uh, the intellectual challenges, I think, associated with confronting so many different issues as the leader of our state. But my daughters are going into their junior and senior year of high school. And so I anticipate spending quite a bit of energy helping them navigate what the best path is for them beyond high school. And, you know, I don't know if they'll become Spartans or if they'll be looking elsewhere, but I want them to find a path that's right for each of them. And are there sacred activities that you try to protect that are related to your family when possible? We do like to have dinner together a couple times a week. We spend our our holidays together, and my husband and I are avid walkers, so he, he takes walks every single day. I don't get I'm not home enough to do it with him every day, but we definitely try to make that a priority. Just getting out in the fresh air and spending some time together is something I really love, and sitting by a campfire is as well. How did MSU impact you? You My years at MSU were some of the best of my life. I went there as a freshman and undergrad thinking I would become a sports broadcaster, and uh, that internship that I did at the Capitol kind of changed the whole trajectory for me. When I graduated from state in undergrad, I went to work at the Capitol and ultimately decided to go to law school. I got my law degree and I was practicing law, and that's when the opportunity to run for the state house came up. In all the years that I was in the legislature, I was fortunate to represent East Lansing and consequently my alma mater. After having two degrees there, I think the relationships and the education, the perspective I got from my time at MSU is something that has benefited me as as a mom, as a Michigander, and as a public servant. So what's it mean to be a Spartan? Uh, I'm proud to be a Michigan State Spartan. I think we've got an incredible nation of Spartans around the world that are connected and fiercely identify with the university and represent grit and determination and problem solvers. It's something that is always with me and in everything that I do, and that's why I will always be so invested in making sure that Michigan State University is successful and that future Spartans and current Spartans are as well. Is there a phone app that you have to have for work or personal time? That's a good one. I actually have Budify on my app, which is short meditations that I have found to be really helpful, especially on the go. I can tune in for, you know, a five or ten minute meditation, and it helps kind of keep me centered. I was intrigued by your middle name, Esther. Is that a family Mm -hmm. name? I'm wondering if it was perhaps your grandmother. Yes. So I'm actually named after both of my grandmothers. My mom's mom was Gretchen, and my father's mom was Esther. And I feel very fortunate to have their names because they were both these fiercely independent women who were incredible mentors and people for me to look up to. My Esther, in particular, lived until she was 100 years old, and she mowed her lawn until she was 96 
and drove her car and shoveled her walk while every one of us wanted to make life easier for her. I think it was actually that determination which kept her engaged and sharp and fit for as long as she was. Yeah. Is there anything else that you would like our audience to know that about you that they may not? My family is what centers me. My parents were incredible role models and supporters. My children are what keep me focused on the future and the work that we have to do. And I feel very fortunate to have called Michigan home my whole life. And it's just a, a wonderful place to live and to work and to raise a family and both incredible universities like MSU. So at the end of your term, and I hope you run again. <laughs> um, Thank you. What would success look like to you? Well, I think success would be measured in terms of have we started to address our infrastructure issues? Can Michiganders have confidence in the quality of the water that they're giving to their families at the dinner table? And have we made strides in closing the skills gap and raising quality of life for people in the state? And will I have contributed in a positive way to the perception of public service and to reminding folks that we're Michiganders first and foremost before partisans? And we've got jobs to do, and the people of our state can say that their governor was looking out for them. Are you the first governor who's ever, in our state anyway, for whom a beer is named? I do not know. I think so, but I'm not positive. <laughs> does it have, uh, did you taste it? And it, does it have certain qualities that you think were inspired by your yeah. personality? Well, I went over and we did do a tasting, and I have a tendency to like lighter and fruity inspired. And so I think, I think that's uh, what inspired what they ended up making. That was Spartan editor Paula Davenport with MSU alumna and Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Read more in the fall 2019 issue of Spartan or visit alumni.msu.edu.